This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place, it's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been a good week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. Marie and Christina can easily be overwhelmed due to their sensory challenges. Christina is extremely sensitive to sound. Sound was one of the determining factors of what church we would choose to attend when we moved eight years ago to be closer to their school. Logistically, we need to sit in the back of the church due to their anxiety issues. The girls also need to be near the restrooms. (laughs) That's because it's important that we can keep an eye on them if they need to excuse themselves. Now, Christina wears headphones during church to block out the sound. Um, One church we attended was ruled out because the speaker in the back of the church was too loud for Christina, even when she was wearing her headphones. The first time that our current pastor saw Christina with her headphones, he started dancing. I explained that she was autistic and wears them to muffle the sound. I guess he thought she was listening to music. This past Sunday, there were challenges with the sound system. It was a loud, static sound that wasn't stopping. Everyone was cupping their ears. Christina started crying. It hurt. She was inconsolable. I took her outside, hoping that our parish hall would be open early for coffee and donuts. It wasn't, but a nice woman was also waiting for coffee and donuts. Christina was hugging me and crying me. It was very cold, so the woman put a shawl around Christina's shoulder. Christina did not want the shawl. I explained that Christina was not cold. She was just upset by the malfunctioning speaker system inside. At first, I thought the woman was from another country because of the way her head was covered. Then I realized it was her way of staying warm. She wanted to know how old Christina was. I told her that Christina was 19 years old. And this is always a surprise because Christina is only four foot nine. The woman said her daughter was about the same age um, and was mentally eight. I quietly acknowledged that our situations were the same. Um, it turns out that the woman uh, was from Kansas and had come here for cancer treatment at Moffitt. Finally, I realized that she was homeless. Our priests are Franciscans. The Franciscans are known for their ministry to the homeless. Christine and I were blessed with, by her presence. Later, I thanked her for helping us as we were leaving for coffee and donuts. Today, we have a great show. We have a representative from the Hearing Loss Association of America. We will be discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. 
I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Today, our guest is a representative with the Hearing Loss Association of America. He is a board member of the Hearing Loss Association of America for Sarasota, Manatee, chair of Hearing Loss Association of America Tampa Bay Advisory Board, chair of Hearing Tech Expo and Clinic, and also the the head of the Healthy Hearing Expo. Please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in helping those with hearing loss. Well, good morning. I'm Ed Ogiba. I hail from New York. I grew up as uh, an ad man, uh, a madman, if you will, uh, on Madison Avenue. And um, about 20 years ago, I noticed my hearing was starting to fall off, probably from my days in the Army, the military, uh, in an artillery unit. And then I contracted Meniere's disease Yes, and went completely deaf. And it wasn't until I got a cochlear implant uh, and also met HLA, um, the Hearing Loss Association of America, for the first time, started going to chapter meetings, that I got on a good path again. But I was functionally deaf and really uh, off the grid for about two years before HLA changed my life. Wow. Now, all right, one ear is fine. Uh, both hearing? ears are not fine. No, I've got okay. um, a, a cochlear implant in my left ear yes. where uh, I have less than 2% hearing, so I'm, I'm really deaf on that side. And the other side has less than 40% hearing. I, I wear an over-the-ear phonic hearing aid for that, which is a pretty powerful hearing aid. I go to bed at night, and the North Koreans could be in Sarasota, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> wow. Now, does hearing loss run in your family? No, I'm the first. And uh, no, undoubtedly, it it really did start with the artillery. And that's the way uh, the vast majority of people lose their hearing, loud noises somewhere along the line. But Meniere's really took me to a much, much lower level. Right. And that's a viral infection, but they don't know how people get it. Yeah, quite right. I mean, it's um, it, it's quite a roller coaster. But for about six months, your hearing can fluctuate. For most people, it fluctuates uh, over a four or five day period. Mine was fluctuating over a two or three hour period. Wow! Um, and um, they all end up in the same place at a, at a very low level. Most people end up at a at a deaf level, and the um, other part about Meniere's is you're constantly facing balance problems, feeling right. dizzy. Right. Uh, I couldn't even walk the dog during that period because when she would brush up against my leg, I would start to lose my balance almost immediately. 
Wow. Well, it was interesting because when we first started talking about doing the show, because you're head of the Healthy Hearing Expo that's going to be happening in Brandon, but um, when we first started talking about it, I was thinking, is there enough to talk about when it comes to hearing loss? Because we all think we're familiar with hearing loss and know what's about. My mom started losing her hearing when she was in her 30s, and she's had two surgeries on her ears, and she can hear, but she still needs hearing aids. But it was so fascinating, all the things that you discussed with me that are available and, and just the technology. So we have a great show. Um, tell us a little bit about the Healthy Hearing Expo that's coming up. Well, this is the second one we're doing in Brandon. We've done six in um, Sarasota and two others in Lakeland, but the second in Brandon. And uh, this will be only the second time in the United States that we have hearing aid manufacturers providing free trials of hearing aids. That's one of the biggest stumbling blocks that a lot of people have in not getting treated because they're asked to put down $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 for right. a new hearing aid, but they've never tried it. Yes. And um, sometimes they, they really feel pressured and just walk away. The first time this um, was done was in Sarasota in March. We had a hearing tech clinic there. And unlike our previous expos, where most of the people who came to the expos previously were people who already had a hearing aid, and we're looking for the added devices to complement what their hearing aid missed. Right. But this was the first time where the vast, vast majority of people were people who knew they needed a hearing aid. I would say for an average of seven to ten years, they had um, been to um, an audiologist or a hearing instrument specialist to get their hearing checked. They had passed on recommendations to buy a hearing aid. Uh, feeling the pressure I just mentioned right. before. So it was a real game changer. So we're repeating that in Brandon as as the lead. But there will be 41 exhibitors, and 30 of them are the complement what a hearing aid can do. Wow. Now, how when we were talking, I was shocked at how widespread hearing loss is, especially with the younger kids, which when you're going through all the statistics, I think you had said that by college, 25% of the kids have hearing loss? Correct. Um, Johns Hopkins, who puts out the best numbers for us, basically says one out of five Americans is has hearing loss. So in Hillsborough County, that's 260,000 people with hearing loss. State of Florida, 4 million. And nationally, 48 million people with hearing loss. Until about 10 years ago, we thought it was really an uh, older disease. 30% right. of seniors and 50% of people 70 and over have hearing loss. But Harvard has a hospital in Cambridge who did a national study in 2010, and they found out that the national incidence amongst teenagers was 20%. My. Frankly, a lot of people did not believe the number. It right. really seemed too high. So they repeated the study the next year, but they went up in age group to college-age students. And, yes, it was not 20%. It was 25% for them. So what was um, the, the cause was no secret. It was the right. overconsumption of loud music in various forms that was causing this. Yes, and as far as the hearing loss goes, are there consequences for not treating hearing loss? 
Yes, um, I think uh, one of my mind-blowing experiences with HLA, we were at the National Convention in 2012 in, in Providence, Rhode Island, and Johns Hopkins reported on a 20-year study that the effect of untreated hearing loss on your brain, hmm. and they couched this whole thing um, by saying something I've heard a million times since, but this was the first time for me. We do not hear with our ears. We hear with our brain in the end. Right. And um, basically, as you lose hearing, you lose brain cells. Okay. And over time, your um, risk of dementia goes up. And if you have a mild loss, it goes up two times. A very serious loss, five times. They also talked about... Um, increasing your risk of a serious fall because the ear is your equilibrium center. Right. And that's being compromised. And then perhaps the the one comment they made that had the whole room gaping was that when you start losing brain cells, brain cells have the ability to reinvent themselves to do something else. And in some cases, they can actually bring on tinnitus, tinnitus, Yes. Tomato, tomato. I never know how to pronounce right, that word. I know. But tinnitus can be brought on by a brain cell reinventing itself and creating the phantom imaginary sound that right. is the ringing in the ear, whatever sound is there that nobody else can hear. Yes. So it was a, a very clear message to if you've got hearing loss and you know, get it treated to eliminate these risks. Yes. I know that my, as far as my hearing loss goes, I just noticed that I needed the TV up one more notch than my husband did. So I had my um, testing done by the same um, doctor who had operated on my mom. And he says, we will never have the hearing problems your mom has. And he says, your hearing is fine. What has changed is your brain isn't processing out all the extra information it's hearing. That's why it needs, the TV needs to be up a notch. So that was just kind of bizarre because it's, like you said, you don't hear just with your ears. It's your whole brain and how it's functioning. Exactly. Yes. So I suppose it's age-related on some level. But tell us a little bit about the Hearing Loss Association of America. What does it do for people with hearing loss and the chapters and how do you get involved? Well, you need to look at it at two levels. Um, We have a national office there in Bethesda. Uh, Maryland, uh, seven miles from Capitol Hill. Yes. And that's where they spend most of their time. So today we've got captions on television, which they got for us um, a while back. They're now um, making sure that we get captions on everything on the Internet. They've been very um, uh, in a leadership position in getting captioning at the movies. And um, we've had a dramatic change there in the last three years. Now, it's hard to go to a movie that doesn't have caption support. Yes. And the big missions right now are to try to get uh, Social Security to, and Medicare to recognize hearing as a problem and to fund someone's first hearing aid. Right. Currently... Um, most people in the country have to pay for their hearing aids. It's not recognized by most health plans, and right. it can be um, a, a difficult financial thing for a lot of people. Yes, yes. I know um, if someone's looking for employment 
And that's one of the challenges they're having. Vocational rehabilitation will help them with that, whether it's assisted technology in the workplace to help them achieve a job or with their personal hearing. I think vocational uh, rehab is just a wonderful organization. Isn't it amazing? Um, they have helped so many people in my chapter to train them to how to handle an interview, how to talk about their hearing loss, and in many cases got them the hearing aids, paid for their hearing aids through their program. It's it's a fabulous program. Yes. Well, why don't we take a break there? I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Ed Okiba, and we are discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Ed Okiba, the head of the Healthy Hearing Loss Expo. We are discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Ed, I want you to explain to the audience about the loop systems and how that works. That is so fascinating. Well, most most of us with hearing loss really have problems when we go to services, the theater, a big meeting. Yes. And a hearing loop system can really fix that. But basically what they do is they put an induction loop wire around the perimeter of, say, the sacristy of your church or the theater you're trying to listen at. Right. And they hook that up to the sound system. As long as the speaker is using the microphone, uh, their voice will go directly into your ears without the need of a headset because this induction loop wire creates a magnetic field in the audience and inside virtually every hearing aid is something called a T-coil, a wireless receiver, and you punch to that program and that person, you can be sitting in the last row of uh, a big theater and that person will sound like they are standing right in front of you. Wow. So I guess the way to imagine it is, is if everyone's sitting down, that you just have like a, a wire along the wall all behind you or around you. You don't see the wire at all. Okay. They will place it um, underneath the carpet. If there is a, um, a a tile or a wooden floor, they'll drill it into it and cover it over. You wouldn't know it was there. Um and um, the only way you know that a loop system is there, there's an international blue sign that has a ringing ear as its icon, its logo, but it has a big white T, the letter T in, in the right corner. And that's a signal for T-coil. That's a signal that this particular facility has a loop system. Yes. Now, tell them what you've been able to accomplish in Sarasota with the loop system. Well, we're pretty fortunate in Sarasota. Um, in 2011, when we started, there were uh, no loops in the city at all. And um, we were fortunate um, 
to get Van Wezel, the theater interested in it, and that led to me meeting the Selby Foundation. And the Selby Foundation was so enamored with what a loop system could do for theaters yes. that they came up with a grant for the first 11 theaters in Sarasota all at once. Wow. Um, you know, they donated well over $200,000 to get us started on this. And the, and the rest was pretty easy after that because we suddenly had an educated audience in the uh, in the city. But today in Sarasota, if we fast forward um, seven years later, there are um, close to 150 locations. We've got all the theaters I would say about a third of the houses of worship in terms of the churches and synagogues, and um, virtually all the major meeting places like the big library auditoriums. That is, that's just incredible. That's amazing. And so maybe that could happen here in Tampa. It's happening in Tampa, Good. but we've got fewer places yet, and and. I, I think we really need to get the major venues like the Stars Center um, to yes. be behind it because that's where you get the visibility and people will take that home to their um, favorite house of worship, for example, from that. Right. And who should meet with the Stars Center? Is that something you would do or is that someone that are the local? Because we were talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Advisory Board and its role. Um, yeah, we would be glad to help if we had an opening, if you could get an opening for us to talk and explain that to their board. I can't sell them a loop, right? but I could explain its advantages to both them and their audience, right? and um, I could provide them with the list of all of the providers of loops um, in Florida. There are yes. only four, and um, they could go off and get competitive bids to see if it was something that would work for them. Right. And what's exciting is there are already venues like themselves using it. Exactly. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit more about the Tampa Bay Advisory Board and its role. Well, hearing loss um, has a huge awareness problem. I guess there is not a nonprofit organization that wouldn't say that. And people don't know about us. But Right. Um, one of the things I did for the Sarasota chapter when I was president there seven years ago, I just started for the three chapters in this area. And, and by that, I mean the Tampa chapter, the Sun City chapter, and a chapter called Gulf Coast that meets, meets in Safety Harbor. We right. created a, an advisory board. There are now 32 professionals that are on this board. And um, they it's a virtual board. We have never met. Okay. I, I couldn't pick half of these people out of a lineup. I haven't seen them. But they have been um, – they, they get a quarterly email from me explaining what the chapters are up to, who is speaking at their meetings. And they pass it on to their constituency. So um, a third of our board are hearing aid professionals that um, – serve people, audiologists and ear, nose, and throat doctors. Another third are in the industry, so they're like hearing phone representatives, that right. kind of thing. And another third are community leaders, like the head of Sartoma, the head of the United Way, that kind of thing. Um, and e each quarter they will pass on the information um, to their various people. I'm thrilled that 11 of those 
32 will actually be exhibiting in one shape or for fashion at our event because many of them represent national companies. Yes. Well, how did you how did you decide to do the expo? Well, the expo really came out of a, um, a need. Um, you know, necessity is the great um, invention, and um, we we cover a lot of topics in our chapter. But it would take uh, someone coming to our chapter for 12 to 18 months to put together what we can put together in six hours at the expo because all of the technologies, all of the support programs are going to be in one place. Right. So, for example, a lot of people need hearing aids, um, but the people that have them more often than not will tell you they're happy they got them. But they, they will say, is this it? Is this all the hearing I get back? Because there's still places like a noisy restaurant where right. I can't function. And there are all sorts of wireless accessories. Um, each one of the hearing aid ma- manufacturers now has a wireless microphone that I can pass across the table in a noisy restaurant. And to that same T-coil I mentioned for the loop, right. their voice will be sent into my thing directly. Um, there are assistive listening devices. I had to get up a little early to trek from Sarasota to be here with yes. you today. Yes. Um, I wouldn't have gotten up on time if I didn't have a shaker alarm clock because yes, I don't hear it, but it gently shakes my pillow and I'm really sensitive to light. It also flashes my <laughs> light to get me up yes. in the morning, but there are all sorts of alerting devices we have and all. They're caption phones, video relay phones, and we can go on down the list, but there are so many technologies out there to help. And this is the one day in the year they're all in one place for you. One time I was taking a nap, and I didn't know my mom had her shaker in the bed. Oh, my goodness. I was so afraid. I had no idea what that thing was because it it wakes you up by the noise or the movement. Not well, noise, it wakes you up by the noise, but I could—I never <laughs> yeah. hear it, and it's got a very loud alarm function oh. that I sometimes errantly leave on, which yes. my neighbors probably can hear uh, miles away, but I can't. Yes. Well, my dad—my dad has an interesting hearing aid. It—it it operates with his phone, so he can make it higher or lower, or however he wants to, and then anyone that calls, he hears it automatically in his hearing aid, whether it's in the car. Or in person, I mean that's w- another use it? of um, he is he's probably using a neck loop, okay, along with his phone, but it's being accessed to his T coil and his hearing aid. But yes, functionality is really um, all over the place now. Um, you can control most hearing aids with your um, uh, mobile phone, um, and there are, uh, there are some other incredible devices coming along in that direction. Yes. Now, I'm just surprised when you told me this is only the second time that you're actually having this expo. No, it's only the second time that we've got hearing aid manufacturers to Ah, come and provide trials. Hearing aid manufacturers do not see the consumer as their direct um, client. They see audiologists, for example, as their client. And historically... They didn't want to jeopardize that relationship, I guess, by coming to consumer events. Right. But 
in Sarasota, we have um, we had a very um, enthusiastic audiologist on our board there that convinced them to come, and they they're coming again. Actually, we got one more added to the list for this round, but um, five out of the top six manufacturers in the country will be represented at our event in Brandon. Well, well, why don't we take a break there? And when we come back, let's discuss some of the technologies that will be available and represented at the Expo. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Ed Okjiba, the head of the Healthy Hearing Expo. We are discussing hearing loss and the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Ed Okiba, who is the head of the Healthy Hearing Expo. We are discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Ed, I want to know who are some of these um, companies, hearing device companies, that will be represented at the Expo? Well, we've got several categories, starting off with hearing aids. We've got Oticon. Starkey has a new division called New Ear. They will be there. Phonic. Siemens has a new division called Signia. They will be there. And Widex. So those are five of the top six internationally hearing aid companies. Uh, We go to cochlear implants for people with a more serious loss. And there are only three manufacturers in the world, and we've got all three coming, Advanced Bionics, Cochlear, and Medell. And... Then we get into um, first-time appearances anywhere in Florida uh, for some newer devices. One is called Esteem. That is the name of the hearing aid that comes from Envoy Medical. And it is an implanted hearing aid. Um, So how is that different than like a cochlear implant? This is um, for people who have a serious loss but not quite as serious as a cochlear implant. Okay. A lot of hearing aids are based on lifestyle needs, uh, which we can get into in another area. But right. this this particular hearing aid is implanted like a cochlear implant, but it is a hearing aid. Interesting. And it's for people who hate to replace batteries constantly, um, hate taking off their hearing aid when they go swimming or take a shower because water and hearing aids don't mix. Um and the battery lasts for about six hours, six uh, years, excuse me. And um, they need to see their audiologist once a year just to check on it. But they need to repeat the operation every six years to replace the battery. Mike, so where is that? Is it put behind the ear or? It's, it's placed in the cochlear area of the ear. So oh. much like an implant, but it is... Not quite the same power as that, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're in my other ear, a pretty high-powered hearing aid. It's that. But, oh, okay. Um, 
their user doesn't have to take it off like I have to when I go kayaking or right. come around water. Right. Okay. And then what are some of the other things that... Okay. I'm most excited about a company called Neosensory that is coming. And they have three products that um, consumers are using out in Silicon Valley. They're not on the marketplace. They expect to be in 2018. But these devices go past the ear. The, the ear is not involved in hearing. These are devices that go directly to the brain through skin conduction. Wow. I know that's something hard to imagine it at is. the moment. But their first two products are wristlet products that you wear as you might wear a watch or something like that. Uh, and the first one picks up sounds and is used as an alerting device. Mm -hmm. Now, I mentioned earlier there were alerting devices like my alarm clock. Right. With this, I would need a special alarm clock because it would pick up the sound of my normal through skin conduction to the brain. Um, I would hear the sound um, from my normal alarm clock. Um, this group is quite exciting. Um, to uh, There are some TED um, talks they've given that are very easy to understand yes. that I would highly recommend for any listener that was intrigued by this. But this whole group is all about the 90% of our brain we don't use and accessing it through different mediums like skin conduction. They have a second product called Clarify. Yes. And that is a wristlet also. And this looks like it could be a replacement for um, hearing aids where, where a person has a mild loss. Um, but it is something that um, has a greater functionality in, in translating voices to our brain. I'm quite excited by it um, as something that could complement my hearing aid and my cochlear implant because right. I do still miss words. And the last product they have is a vest, okay. which they think will be a replacement for cochlear implants. So a way to get cochlear implant functionality without surgery at about um, one-twentieth of the cost. Wow. Now, a vest, when they say vest, is that something you would wear? Yes. Really? Um, if, you're, if your listeners are interested, I would suggest Googling TED, as in TED Talks, T-E-D, okay. plus David Eagleton. So that's like the bird eagle with ton, 2,000 pounds, added to that. And he is the founder of Neosensory. And in one of his 20-minute TED Talks, he's been back to TED multiple times to give this talk. It's so fascinating. They will understand um, how we only, through our five senses, have a small spectrum of what the universe, in terms of all the animals on Earth, can pick up with radars and right. other senses. And they will understand how they're accessing different parts of the brain to help us hear or restore vision to people who have lost it. Wow, that's amazing. So, so people can go to the expo and they can try... The Buzz and Clarity products? Exactly. That's exciting. Well, do you have separate seminars, too, um, where people can go in and get a whole presentation? Or is it visiting booths with these it's, products? It's actually several parts. For someone who is interested in trying a hearing aid, 
they're either going to need to bring a hearing test, a copy of a test they've had at some point, or they're going to need to take a screening. And then they'll need to have a consultation with one of the five audiologists giving it there. And the reason for that is you just can't try any old hearing aid indiscriminately. They need some guidance on which ones are for their hearing loss. So in that short interview with the um, audiologist, they'll get direction on which manufacturers, which models to try and compare. We also have an exhibit hall where we're going to have these 40 other um, exhibitors, and they will be covering all the other areas that, um, like these wireless microphone devices, caption phones, and all of this stuff. And a lot of the stuff there is, everything is free there. We're not charging for anything. But if anyone is having trouble on the telephone, for example, they can walk out of the place with a new phone for that need and all. and we'll be having um, three user panels, but people that use some of these um, devices like assistive listening devices will talk to the audience, but it will be mainly a Q&A for people to ask their questions about it, whether it's a fit for them. And then our keynote speech is being given at 12.30 by Dr. Kyle Allen of Tampa Bay um, Hearing and Balance. And he has given this talk before to, um, it's, I think, the most popular talk we have. But Mm -hmm. it it is basically will demystify all of the technology that's out there in simple terms for a lot of consumers. Wow, that's amazing. So there's 42 exhibitors at the Healthy Hearing Expo. Correct. Wow, that's a lot. And the, the screening for your hearing, that's free too? Everything is free. The Hearing Loss Association of America, our chapters, we're um, a support group. Our meetings are always open to the community. We never charge for anything. So we're there to help people, educate them, support them. Yes. Now, earlier, like when we're talking about hearing aids and that they're not necessarily the final solution, what do you mean by that? Well, when you get a hearing aid, a lot of people compare it to glasses, prescription glasses. And for most people, when they're getting prescription glasses, they can look forward to a 2020 solution. It rarely happens with hearing aids. Hearing is a lot more complex. Uh, for example, as a um, most hearing devices are solely designed to try to interpret and understand voices. Right. So a lot of us struggle with music, which is yes. a lot more complex sound. Uh, because this this stuff is really geared for voices. Um, so despite having a, an incredible cochlear implant, an incredible hearing aid, there are still situations. Um, my nemesis are, is our noise-induced situations. So I can be at a small dinner party. Right. But once it goes beyond six people, that seventh person can't be sitting next to me like the others are in a circle around me. And there can be a second conversation. I can struggle with the conversation I'm trying to listen to just because of that. So there are wireless devices that can complement my hearing aid. Every manufacturer puts out a, a wireless microphone right. that I could use in that situation. A lot of us struggle with TV 
or our our uh, cell phones. Yes. Um, I can also access them. And in most cases, I would be wearing something called a neck loop, which yes. um, I'm trying to fish out of my pocket. But this oh, is okay. a device, and this is a portal device. This is right. a Bluetooth device that will pick up my phone, as an example, right. and send it to that T-coil that I mentioned that's inside my devices. Yes. So, so um, it, this this can be a, a marvelous tool to connect me to my television, to my entertainment system, phone, and that wireless accessory I talked about. Wow. And it doesn't necessarily have to be around your neck? It could be your Uh, pocket? uh, It should be near me, yes. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we take a break, and then when we come back, we'll continue talking about some of these other uh, devices that can enhance a person's hearing. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Ed Okiba, the head of the Healthy Hearing Loss Expo. We are discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Ed Okiba, the head of the Healthy Hearing Loss Expo. We are discussing hearing loss and all the latest technologies and programs to improve one's hearing. Um, Ed, we've been talking, if someone, hopefully everyone will be able to make it to the expo on February the 3rd, but if they're not, these um, the, there's so many things available now. Could you please tell them a little bit we about We have it? three local chapters, 13 in total in Florida, that have monthly meetings where people can get information they can be educated by an expert speaker. There's one there every month and get the kind of support they need. And um, if you want to find out where your closest one is, go to hearingloss.org. And you will see on the home page of the Hearing Loss Association of America, find a chapter. Click on that and you'll find your local chapter. Yes, and I liked what you said earlier that by going to the expo, it, you will. All right, if you're not able to go to the expo, it'll probably take you about 18 months to learn all the information that is at the expo. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, there's quite a lot to that can be used to improve your hearing. All sorts of devices beyond a hearing aid, all types of support programs. There are auditory training programs you can use on your computer to improve your hearing, and they're all going to be in one place at the Hearing Healthy Hearing Expo on February 3rd. That's going to be at the First Presbyterian Church of Brandon, 121 Carver Avenue in Brandon. It's got a huge exhibit hall where most of the exhibitors are going to be, and we're going to have the hearing aid manufacturers and uh, audiologists giving consultations in quiet rooms. They've got a lot of classrooms. This is a very progressive church when it comes to health. They've got a huge health ministry, 
and it's one of the only two places in Brandon that has a hearing loop system. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Ed. Yes. Yeah, and if you want more information about the expo or hearing loss, send an email to hlaahelp at gmail.com or call 941-706-4312. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The answer.